Welcome. This is Michael Volkoff, and this is episode 221 of Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. And today, uh, we're going to talk about the person, in quotes, of the year. And for me, that's ESG programs. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year again, and thanks for joining me today on uh, Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. And uh, I thought I would do my annual Person of the Year award, and person, of course, is in quotes. But before we get started, uh, how about a word from our sponsor, Steel Compliance. Steel Compliance is the global leader in compliance and ethics management. Steel's compliance and ethics platform is comprehensive, robust, and easy to use to promote a company's culture of compliance. Steel partners with the world's largest, most respected companies to deliver compliance products and services that help organizations embrace a culture of compliance while protecting their brand. Building an ethical culture is a complex undertaking that requires a detailed understanding of the global compliance environment, considerable time, and specialized expertise. Steel's end-to-end ethics and compliance platform is designed to provide compliance officers with the solutions they need to proactively address changing regulatory and reputational risks. Steel's ethics and compliance automated platform offers critical functions designed to promote a speak-up culture to advance employee engagement, reporting, and incident management, investigate promptly and fairly potential incidents to ensure compliance with your organization's code of conduct and applicable laws and regulations, including anti-corruption, anti-money laundering, antitrust, sanctions, cybersecurity, and data privacy. Manage your organization's compliance policies and procedures to ensure that policies are updated and disseminated effectively so that employees understand your organization's compliance requirements. Educate and engage your organization to promote understanding in how your compliance program applies to -to day-to-day operations. And evaluate and monitor your organization's business partners, vendors, suppliers, and customers to mitigate risk and ensure adherence to your organization's ethics and compliance requirements. To learn more about Steel's compliance solutions, please contact us at email steelglobal.com or call 415-692-5000. Well, each year, uh, I, uh, in the beginning of each year, I always come out with uh, the Person of the Year Award, and it's one of my favorite uh, sort of New Year's postings or New Year's ritual. Uh, and in the past, I've singled out Chief Compliance Officers, Uh, chief ethics officers, another year of prosecutors, and then one year uh, for the whistleblowers. Um, And for the past year, 2021, the choice is pretty obvious, to me at least. Uh, The most important person uh, slash trend is clearly the rise of environmental, social, and government governance programs, ESG programs. Now, in second place, uh, I would choose uh, supply chain management and risks. Uh, And who would have ever thought that supply chain management and all the risks would ever become a front page story uh, in the world in terms of the effect on the uh, economy, uh, the result of the pandemic, uh, and uh, the implications of that for compliance uh, officials, and also uh, risk management in general. But Uh, In the end, though, uh, if you look at the whole year, ESG has definitely dominated the headlines uh, and earned the annual recognition as the issue of the year. Now, um, before we get to sort of talking a little bit more about ESG and uh, the aspects of it, 
one of the issues that I think is important is how does ethics and compliance fit in? Uh, there are many people who advocate that they, ethics and compliance as an, is the natural leader for a corporate ESG program. Uh, and ESG is sort of similar to what they do uh, on, in, in the corporate governance world, which is to build policies and procedures and build a program that cuts across the entire uh, organization based upon line of sight across all of the aspects of the organization. And at first blush, people would say that's a natural fit. So let's just add ESG to the ethics and compliance portfolio. I, I take a different view. I actually think that ethics and compliance officers uh, should play an active role in this, should be involved in ESG, but on the other hand, they have so many other responsibilities that they're not necessarily getting to, particularly with regard to culture, ethical culture, management, remediation, and measurement and monitoring of the ethical culture. But there is a synergy that's here between ESG and compliance, and I call it the big G of ESG, which is governance. And uh, improving corporate governance means improving corporate cultures and improving uh, the ethical values that a company runs by. And that clearly was, is within uh, this, the CCO's responsibility. So to me, this is a, it's a win-win in a situation, in this situation where ethics and compliance can leverage ESG as a way to elevate uh, the standing within the organization for ethics and compliance uh, functions, responsibilities, and the need for resources. So compliance officers, you know, have a unique skill that, in my view, sits well within the ESG framework, um, and they have an expertise that they can lend to it. So they sure, certainly should have a seat at the table. What I worry about is mission creep and over uh, sort of over promising what a chief compliance officer can do uh, along with maintaining a compliance program, along with maintaining a, a culture of compliance, uh, and then adding on to that environmental and social responsibilities and corporate governance, meaning board governance and other uh, controls. That's just too much for anybody. Uh, and there are a lot of superheroes in the, in the chief compliance world and in the compliance world. Um, and uh, I get it uh, that there's a lot of similarity in skill sets uh, and that people still believe that ESG responsibilities should be, you know, naturally uh, awarded to the chief compliance officer. Um, but we already have... Uh, a lot of responsibilities, like I said, and also let's look at where ESG came from. What is the demand for ESG and why did it come about? And to me, that, that sort of underscores my point in the difference in focus, because companies now face extraordinary risks from investor and stakeholder demands uh, to implement robust ESG programs. SEC regulations uh, surrounding ESG programs and disclosure requirements are soon to be implemented and announced. And as a result, a dedicated ESG officer and staff is a minimum requirement because once these, these regulations come out, there's also international standards being set for ESG 
uh, operations and disclosures, that uh, it's going to be a full-time job, uh, and it, particularly given the connection to disclosure requirements. And that's an area where uh, companies have to devote a lot of attention to developing controls over their um, disclosure uh, procedures, how they generate information, how they review it, and how it's ultimately approved, and consider the risk. If the disclosures are somehow um, insufficient or materially uh, misrepresented uh, in terms of uh, to the investor public, uh, we're going to see SEC enforcement actions. And that's the risk. And you really need full-time dedication to managing and mitigating these risks. But ESG, going back to why I considered it, a, you know, probably the most important trend of the past year, it's a movement that reflects what I think is growing public and investor demands, and particularly public. Reputations now are being tied to a company's environmental, social programs, as well as their governance. And corporate leaders have to focus beyond sort of quarterly financial reporting and respond now to a broad menu of uh, stakeholder demands. And the landscape for corporate governance because of this movement, because of the ESG movement, is undergoing a radical uh, transformation. No longer is the purpose of a corporation defined as let's maximize shareholder value, let's uh, generate the highest profits we can each quarter. Now there's greater awareness as to social and environmental issues and uh, a really fundamental concept that's coming in uh, to play here, which is sustainability. That means um, trends and focus on long-term growth, long-term financial performance because shareholders are getting tired of the ups and downs of financial cycles uh, and economic cycles uh, and macroeconomic influences on microeconomic business operations. So social and environmental issues and sustainability now are competing with traditional financial compliance and operational de demands. Um, and so what this reformation or transformation are, is generating is a new focus for corporate leaders that have to balance difficult issues while maintaining stakeholder support. Uh, not just sh shareholder support, but other stakeholders. We've seen more proxy contests now to place members on the board that reflect some of the sustainability uh, demands, uh, Exxon being one that uh, had new board members put in place as a result of this kind of uh, trend and thinking. So at bottom now, companies have to focus a keen eye of protection of its most valuable intangible in asset, its reputation. This evolution, in my view, is, is a positive development, and uh, CCOs stand to benefit because of their important responsibility in protecting uh, a company's reputation. In other words, uh, CCOs manage reputational risks um, in many ways, which is beyond their legal and compliance risks. So corporate compliance is a function that fits neatly in the ESG perspective. And uh, investors and stakeholders are demanding this kind of corporate dedication 
to environmental sustainability, social issues, and corporate governance. And now this is, is not only there are going to be regulatory risks, but it turns into a hu huge financial risk because access to ca capital, uh, access to investors uh, is going to be dependent upon companies dedicating themselves to these new principles, providing robust disclosure of ESG information, and performing and measuring themselves and reporting on their performance and making progress on the ESG framework. There's lots of issues, as uh, everyone knows, in terms of what kind of metrics you're going to use for ESG, how you're going to define your objectives, and how you're ultimately going to measure and report on those, and how you will then hold yourself or how a company will hold itself uh, accountable with regards to these ESG objectives. Now, ethics and compliance programs by themselves are a critical component of effective corporate governance. A company that ignores ethics and compliance will, by definition, falter or fail in the overall governance requirements. And such deficiencies inevitably threaten financial performance. It increases the occurrence of employee misconduct and raises the risk of government enforcement actions which have financial and reputational consequence. An ESG program, uh, an ESG program has to include then the CCO, the Chief Compliance Officer, as a strategic partner at the table. Working together, ESG and CCOs can apply common solutions to design and implement policies, procedures, and controls to accomplish two things, an effective ESG program and an effective ethics and compliance program. While the objectives may differ, the means to accomplish uh, their respective goals include common techniques and approaches to build corporate-wide support for these two important programs. So the bottom line is that ESG is here to stay. Corporate leaders need to expand their perspective and address important stakeholder issues, including ethics and compliance as part of the governance component. As a new and important objective, ESG is set to re reshape the corporate landscape. 2022 is gonna be an interesting year as we see the further push uh, on ESG principles and programs. Well, thanks everybody. Uh, uh, ESG, like I said, is here to stay. We'll keep uh, on top of that, and hopefully we'll be back soon with more news and more information on the ESG front. Thanks again for listening to Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Please subscribe to the podcast series. The Volkov Law Group believes that every company should have a robust ethics and compliance program. Experience and research show that ethical companies are better performers in the global marketplace. You can learn more about the legal and compliance services we offer at our website, www.volkovlaw.com. You can also follow our award-winning blog, Corruption, Crime, and Compliance, and our podcast series. You can contact Michael Volkov at his email address, mvolkov at volkovlaw.com. Well, it's all right, even if they say you're wrong, well, it's all right, sometimes you got
somewhere down the road when somebody plays at the end of the line, the purple haze. Satisfied. Well, it's all. 